This week's episode is brought to you by Patchwork Seattle, our lovely little synth shop here in the Pacific Northwest. If you're looking for modular uh, or just regular synthesizer gear, head on over to patchwerks.com uh, and check out their online store. Uh, if you live in Seattle, go go into their showroom. I think uh, we are in a point of the pandemic where you can actually uh, do some hands-on experimentation with some gear. Once again, that's patchwerks.com. I'd also like to thank Needham Woodworks for their continued support of the show. They make the finest Eurorack cases in uh, the entire world, as far as I'm concerned. I love mine. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. I'm staring at it right now as I'm, I'm talking to you about it. Um, it. It doubles as a nice piece of furniture, and it's probably the nicest thing that I own. Please visit them at needhamwoodworks.com. So your album is trapped, your mix is in pretty good shape, but you're getting to the point where you're just too close to it. You've heard it too many times. Every time you sit down for a mixing session, you're wondering, are you actually making it worse? Well, what you need is a set of objective ears to listen to it, take it in, and give you some useful feedback. And you know, sometimes we ask for that feedback from our friends, uh, some of our, our, our buddies that we make music with, and we send them our Dropbox links, but we never hear back. And you know, on the rare occasion we do, it's a, yeah, sounds great. That's not useful. That's not doing you any favors. So why don't you do yourself a favor and head over to obsidiansound.net and have Nathan Moody take a listen to your mix. I had Nathan check out my mixes for my most recent album on Flag Day Recordings called Music to Come Down To. And he gave me the best feedback and just really minor tweaks to get my mix in perfect shape for him to master. And once he mastered it, he brought it to life in a way that I just never could have done myself. He fully realized the, the feel and the flow that I wanted out of my record. This track that you're listening to right now was mastered by Nathan Moody. And not only did my album sound great, but the next time I went into a recording session, I was able to bring with me some of those tips and tricks that Nathan shared with me while we were getting my mix in shape. So it's an all around good service that will continue to serve you throughout your music making career. Head over to obsidiansound.net and tell them that Podger the Modcast sent you for an extra 10% off. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held and I'm very excited to bring you this lovely conversation with Space Racer, a.k.a. Brandy Nunez. Brandy is uh, one of the integral parts of the SoCal Synth Society and as we will learn today, not only is she a veterinarian, she's also training to do something that I guarantee you none of you out there are doing. And I don't mean that as like a flex, it's just it's very unique, it's very cool. Um, and it might have to do with why she calls herself Space Racer. I asked Brandy to set up a patch before we got together uh, that was representative of her style, and uh, she brought the heat. I really like this patch a lot, um, and we're gonna, she's gonna walk us through that later on, but um, first, some quick business. Let me just say, to everybody who supports me on Patreon, thank you so much. You help to keep the LEDs blinking over here, and it just means a whole hell of a lot to me. You know, I've been talking about this this uh, post-COVID world, maybe not world tour. Let's start with just a, a, a North American tour. 
uh, I want to bring PodMod on the road. I want to come do live podcasts and I want to um, record podcasts in person and play shows and hang out with everybody. Um, and the, the Patreon, if, if the Patreon grows enough, that will be possible. So if you want to not only help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod, but you want to help bring me to your town, head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. And while I'm doing some self-promotion, um, I released a new record on self Center Records. Um, it's called Remote, Remote Performances Volume 3. It's just uh, my late 2020 and early 2021 tracks that I went out and recorded for all my YouTube videos. So you can find that at selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com. Link in the show description. And in fact, the track that you hear right now is on that record, but... Uh, it is a bonus track for purchases only. And the reason I did that is because it uses, um, it uses a sample that I don't have the rights to. So I'm not going to sell it. I think that's legal. I think as long as you're not selling it, you can use it. I don't know. It's just the drum beat. Um, well, and all the quarrel stuff. But good luck picking out what song it is from. What else is there to say? I've got some really exciting news. And I've been kind of saying that every every so often uh, every few months but it's it really is getting closer they think this spring is going to be um, a really exciting time for us here in pod mod world and i cannot wait to share some new exciting things why did i just say that when it it really contained no information i don't know to tease stuff to build some hype how about this weather the weather's turning i didn't you know like with you know covid being just like going into winter it kind of just felt like winter was never going to end but here we are. It's, it's, it feels like it's mostly over. Um, and for everybody out there who is on the Discord, I want to say thank you. It's a cool, cool community that's building there. New people join every day. Lots of conversation. Like I said before, it's hard for me to keep up with it all. But there is a section on that that is uh, for people to just kind of talk about depression and, and listen to other people and kind of be there for each other. And that's been really active lately. And it's just been really cool to see uh, people supporting each other there. I, I didn't expect to start a Discord and then have like a depression section be really active and, and see like a, a really cool support system growing in there. Um, so yeah, head over to the Discord. I haven't spoken about my depression in a long time, and I've been wondering if I should do that soon. Um, and, and I gotta say, the reason I haven't been, haven't mentioned it, is because I haven't been depressed. And that's, I've, I don't think that's fair to everybody out there who is still depressed and, and liked it when I would say something. And because, you know, I liked it when I heard people I knew uh, mentioning it as well, because then I didn't feel as alone. Um, I have to say, this is, I don't know, in the world of oversharing, there's no such thing as privacy anymore. I've already kind of, I think that door shut for me uh, in some regard, especially with uh, with mental health. But I started I started antidepressants. I was really reluctant, and uh, they work. They work for me right now. That's all I'll say about that. I, I can't. I'm not gonna sing their praises for everybody. Everybody's different, but I know there's a lot of people who are reluctant to give them a shot. Um, and if it's bad enough, it's worth it. To, uh, to seek any sort of help you can get. So if you're out there and you're struggling, I feel for you. I've been there. But I'm also here to tell you that uh, it's possible to get out of it for at least, um, you know, a small extended period of time. It's been a couple months that I haven't been feeling bad. And that's, that's pretty remarkable for me. So um, that's it. I figured I'd do a little catch up on the depression. 
We've got a great chat with Brandy today. Um, yeah, such an inspiring person. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to blow the the surprise too early. But yeah, she does some pretty awesome stuff. Um, speaking of awesome stuff, I'm going to do a demo of the Parallax from Warren Electronics. I'm going to use a super secret module to run into it. And then I'm going to use mostly the bog from After Later Audio uh, as, a, as a control source for a control voltage to control the, the parallax filter. I'm also using the Anna from Mystic Circuits. Um, but the bog is just a random monster. It's, it's based off of the, uh, the uh, Erica Synth's Wogglebug. So go check that out at afterlateraudio.com. Okay, so a few weeks back, I introduced you to the Parallax filter from Warren Electronics, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I have to say that it is complex, but in a way that's really fun. So I don't claim to fully understand it, and I'm not going to claim that I can explain it to you uh, very well. I've only read a few. You know how I am. I don't like to read the manual until I've really exhausted, um, you know, what I think I can do straight out of the box. Um, so today I got to a point where I was going to read just a little bit of the manual because I, I had some suspicions and I wanted to, you know, make sure I was right about some certain things. So basically, what I understand so far, and this is so much fun, is, you know, you get it's it's playing with the stereo field. You know how Warren likes to do stereo stuff. This filter, you can mess with the you can there's there's skew for the frequency and the resonance in the stereo field. So not only can you control the resonance and the frequency, you can also control like how they're skewed. So like there's a there's a frequency skew knob and a resonance skew knob, CV controllable, of course. So yeah, if your frequency skew knob is all the way to the left, then you increase the cutoff on the left and decrease it on the right. And the same goes for resonance. And there's cool little LED indicators, red for the frequency and yellow for the resonance. I feel like I've already talked too much. I made this patch because I wanted you to listen this is just basically what I'm doing is I'm controlling every single CV input. There are five of, uh, so you got your, your main frequency, your resonance, and then you can mess with your skew. Um, and then I'm also playing with the knobs uh, on the module. So it's a highly playable module. I've already talked too much. I hope that made sense. Go check out the Parallax. It is so much fun. We got Space Racer. Um, Brandy, I don't know your last name. It's Nunez. Okay. Um, and is it Nunes. an I or a Y? 
It's a Y, just like the just like the liqueur. Okay, right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a cousin named Brandy, and she was my babysitter growing up, and she was like the oh coolest gosh. babysitter in the world. We had this grate <laughs> in the floor, like for heating, because um, our heater was in the basement. So there's this grate in the floor where the heat would would come up, and it was like probably two and a half feet wide, long and about ten inches wide, and it was just big enough for my like ten. 10-year-old body or six-year-old body probably to take the grade off and she would drop us down through it onto bean bags and stuff. So oh my God. That's the first that thing I think fun. of when I think of Brandy. Um, but yeah. ha- that has okay, nothing so good to memories. do with you good or, memories. or what we're going to talk about today. Um, but <laughs> well, th- I used to do crazy things like that. So What's that? I used to do crazy things like that too. So. <laughs> well, thank you for um, giving me some of your time today, especially as it is your partner's birthday. So um, I won't take too much of it, but um, we met Trevarsi a while ago here on PodMod, and uh, I figured we would complete the, well, I don't know if it's complete, because there's, there's probably a few more of you, but um, at the, for SoCal Synth Society. Um, so how many people are exactly are kind of the, the heads? Is it the four? Core, yeah, it's four, maybe five. I, I don't know. We ha- it's, it's growing so, so much. And it seems like the events that we put on um, can't be done without the help of other people. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, Travarsi and myself and um, our buddy Abe Mora, mm-hmm. who uh, performs under Earth 626. And then our um, synth guru, our soldering buddy, um, Justin, who's synthetic on IG. Thank you. And um, lately, our buddy uh, Jono Wells has been just instrumental in, in helping us with our live streams and our videos and all of that. Very cool. So, yeah. yeah, I just um, I've, I want to say thanks right off the bat for all the work that um, y'all have done, especially, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it seems like you guys are doing a lot of online stuff, and you're really you're really helping not only to keep the modular community connected during the pandemic, but it's almost like you're furthering that connection. Um, and I've mentioned this a few times on the show. It seems like um, once once the world's back to as close to normal as it can be, there will be more opportunity for people to travel around and visit new friends and stuff that they have. You know, these friendships that they've made and fostered through these live events and the chat rooms and stuff. So, so thank you. That's just so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we're so happy to have been able to do several live streams this year to throw several events, um, the Synth Summit. And we've got some really cool things planned for this spring and this year. Um, we've, we've got a, a special one coming up in March, uh, the ModBap uh, Showcase. So okay. uh, March 6th. Uh, Shonda's motioning to me that it's March 6th. We've already got an official date for that. Um, so a ModBap special. And it's going to okay. be great. Album release and everything. Okay. And yeah, we just, I guess we really just, you know, we're all about community here. It started out as just this small little group of us wanting to solder and um, just play our synths and nerd out. And it really has grown. Um, it was growing before the pandemic. And I really think that the pandemic has gosh it's it's a it's a curse and a blessing at the same time because we've been able to connect with just numerous people around the world um who have performed in frequency shift our our female and non-binary shows who have performed um in our other showcases and it's been great i I can't wait as you say until we can get back together and 
visit, you know, we would like to travel. Our, you know, Shonda's plans for her tour got put on hold from the pandemic. And so, you know, picking back up uh, where she left off there and then us being able to go um, to Portland, Seattle, back to Houston, mm -hmm. um, out to Chicago again, and some other New York, you know, all the places where we've been you know, co-hosting these events with these great synth societies, and now we can meet them. Yeah, yeah. So, I've got this, yeah. like, this on my mental vision board currently is, like, this this tour of going around to, <laughs> you know, all, all of you uh, synth societies and, and playing shows and just, like, getting in a, a Winnebago or something and making a summer yes, out of it. But, yes, I think yeah. that would be great. <laughs> you should so, do that. Um, so, well, this is all really exciting stuff, and I definitely want to talk about your involvement in, in SoCal Synth Society, but I'd like to get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, mm -hmm. how did you find yourself in modular synthesis? And we can start that journey as far back as you'd like. Um, I'd like to also hit on as much of the academia side as you'd like to, to talk about. Um, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I've always... I've always been a music lover, and um, I, I didn't even know what a modular synth was until I got together with Trevarsi. Uh -huh. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I taught myself to play the guitar when I was young, and um, I've always been kind of a singer-songwriter type of person. Um, I loved folk music and you know all of that back when I was young. Um, and then once the 90s rolled around and I discovered electronic music, um, it was all over. It was like raves and dances and just go into the clubs and um, was it, I never was it sorry, sorry to interrupt was it the scene or was there a particular like set of bands or something that kind of pulled you into that I mean I just you know it was like the early 90s there was not internet there wasn't anything except for hey let's go meet your friends on the weekend and let's try to sneak into this club you know <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what we did it was it was great yeah I mean bands I don't know it's like um Gosh, I let me think about this. Like early '90s, I don't know. Um, I was thinking of Chemical Brothers and Moby and mm -hmm. um, Aphex Twin and who else? Who was I listening to? I don't know. Just um, Chicago House and Detroit Techno and just all the things that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, going to record stores because that's what we did is mm -hmm. go to record stores. <laughs> you know, no streaming, uh, no whatever napster whatever that was the first one <laughs> napster i remember now so is this in la are you originally no from? no this no i'm not i'm actually um this was actually in portland oregon oh okay your fellow northwesterner yeah. okay yeah i mean for a while i did i grew up in houston i grew up partly in montana so i have a really oh, cool. Where background um, outside of Billings, Montana. Oh, okay. So um, that's yeah, like east, yeah. right? So, Southeast? Yeah, yeah, southeast. It's it's near Yellowstone. Um, yeah, it's kind of rolling hill country, and mm -hmm. it's very rural. I think there's there's not many people that live there. So there's not a lot to do except for play the banjo and the, <laughs> the guitar. I can't imagine you were going to any raves in Billings. Oh, no. There was, no, people are just doing meth out there, I think, and making their own raves. But... No, I was actually still a child when I left Montana, and I moved to Houston, Texas, and that's where I got into the whole space uh, space thing. My my fostered my love of space. I'm growing up near NASA, near the Johnson Space Center, and so okay, cool. And um, that is how I got into um, you know wanting to be an astronaut, and how that has come full circle now <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you're you're a, a synthstronaut. 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I can fix animals too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, back to the 90s. Um, you know, going to clubs, finding finding myself, and um, just growing, kind of coming of age during that time. And then um, once, you know, once I I got into that scene, I really wasn't playing a lot of guitar. I mean, I was playing guitar, but I wasn't playing out and about. I was just doing it for fun, mm -hmm. doing it as a release. And then once um, once I met Shonda, and we um, decided that we were going to you know, make some music together and, you know, maybe I would sing and play the guitar and she would, you know, do some synths. And we weren't really into modular then. We were just, you know, she was working a lot in Ableton and, you know, producing music that way um, and working with her, you know, electron boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we were working on a few things, but um, as far as the modular journey, that really started, I would say, um, probably with the DFAM. I think we went to the Moog house. Mm -hmm in LA and um, went to that demo and learned how to mess with that synth and it was really fun and so we, uh, we bought a DFAM and started there and uh, then we decided we had to go to Moogfest and build the Subharmonicon that year. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, bo we both did the engineering workshop and uh, oh, built, our, built some Subharmonicons together. That's awesome. Um, which was very fun. It was a great experience. And we met some, uh, some great people out there and that we've, we're still connected with. And I guess that was the first um, idea, you know, maybe after that trip to form some kind of group that we could, we just didn't know anyone out here, anyone mm -hmm. who, you know, maybe up in, at Perfect Circuit, you know, Burbank, and um, some people up there maybe were messing with Modular, and of course, Modular on the Spot, and a few places in LA, um, but nobody in Orange County that we knew of. And so, uh, you know, after we got our, you know, dozenth module <laughs> that year, <laughs> You know how that goes. It's oh, like yeah. tattoos or anything else. They're uh -huh. addictive. So um, after we, you know, we, I think a Pittsburgh modular case was the first case that we bought, um, which was great. And you could carry it around. And we, um, we learned how to, you know, slowly use these uh, modules. And also, um, because we like to do DIY stuff, we would intentionally look for modules that we could build that came as a kit. And we could solder and assemble them ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that was always fun. And so that was our first meetups was just doing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the DIY aspect of it. I got into that through guitar pedals and then, yeah, then further in, in modular because uh, I couldn't afford to buy fully assembled modules when yeah, I first got yeah. into it. I mean, yeah, who can at first? Right? <laughs> Um, I'm yeah, curious, just, just really quick sidebar, is that your seafoam green strat on the wall back there? Yeah, it's it's a squire oh. strat, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It oh. is, it's good. I, my, this is my, my one that I was playing in, in my patch, I, I'll show you. Um, it's my, it's an Epiphone, but it was Moby's Epiphone. Oh, really? Oh, uh -huh. wow. And he, when he had his auction for animal charity, um, I scooped that up because okay. our first date, actually, Sean and I's first date was at um, Moby's restaurant called Little Pine in Silver Lake. And so. Oh, nice. Um, is, that a, a is that a casino or yeah. a Sheraton? A casino? Yeah, no, nice. a casino. Yeah. Yeah, I the love red. those um, Epiphone semi-hollow bodies. My, I was, yeah. my uncle had a friend who passed away and he had uh, like a 68, uh, what is it, Sorrento. Um, 
and I, I was the steward of that for a few years when he moved out to a, a cabin in the woods. And that was really fun to have this, like, this was pre-Gibson buying Epiphone, too. So it was, like, right, right. old, like, Kalamazoo, Michigan built, I think. Or was that Gibson? I don't know. That doesn't have any bearing on our conversation. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like, I, I mean, I think after having these conversations for the last three years, I've been slowly putting together, like, why is the you know, why is the community so strong? It seems like the modular community is so much stronger than other music communities that I've been a part of. And I've heard a lot of people echo that sentiment. Um, and it sounds like I, I, something you were saying kind of like made me think of a new little, you know, thread of that is, uh, you know, you didn't, you were just looking for other people who are into this same thing. And there's so few people that when you can't find them, you tend to kind of latch on to each other. <laughs> you just cling on, you <laughs> cling on to them. No, I just think, I think all of, we've experienced this over and over. Um, when you meet someone, I, I just, even at those little conferences, I think we I met Jono at um, Synth Booth, mm -hmm. the first Synth Booth, I guess. No. It's in Burbank, right? Sorry. Synth Booth was an online one. <laughs> you know. You know. Um, oh. Sorry. Synthplex. Synthplex, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, up in Burbank. And um, I think that was their first year that they did it. And, um, and it was just this small little thing. But we met a ton of cool people there. And from... From that meeting um, is kind of where we got the you know the rest of our core group of SoCal Synth Society members, mm -hmm. um, Jono so cool. and Corey, um, you know from uh, B Boy Tech Report, mm -hmm. Corey Banks, and uh, you know just some really great great guys. Yeah, definitely. Can we talk about your um, your veterinary work? Like, how did what? I mean, <laughs> when did you decide you didn't want to be an astronaut and you were going to take care of animals instead of? Uh, so I Moon never rocks. decided that I wasn't <laughs> going to be an astronaut. It's just that um, I didn't think it was possible, you know, uh, to go. It is now, but, you know, up until now, up until this new space era that we're going to be in, you and I will watch it develop as we get older. Mm -hmm. And once, uh, once we hit the moon in 2024, um, we will be there. There'll be a continuous presence in, uh, on the moon and in low Earth orbit. There'll be a space stations circling our our globe and more than one so uh but th this is all new up until you know just this past year you basically had to go through a governmental space agency to get to space mm -hmm. um and i did apply to nasa and i'm actually that application is still pending uh, because of covid they had to uh, delay all of the uh, interviews and everything um but I did apply to the new Artemis uh, mission, the new uh, astronaut candidate program for the Artemis missions, and those will be the new Moon and Mars missions. Oh, um, okay, cool. So you're still actively pursuing this. Well, so, yes, I am. But um, that was just, it, it, was, it, was not, it wasn't on the radar. Mm -hmm. um, and I only, you know, again, it was like a pipe dream. You know, you grow up in Houston, every kid, you know, goes to Astroworld and NASA and it's like, I want to be an astronaut. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you realize, you know, oh God, I don't have what it takes maybe. Or, you know, I didn't go into, you know, uh, the way to do that back then was to be a pilot, to go mm -hmm. into the Air Force or, you know, to become a fighter pilot or a test pilot and then, if you also, you know, were, had the smarts, they would, you know, they would accept you into the candidate program, and then you would leave these prestigious careers and train for two years and basically get a shot at a mission, maybe if you were lucky. So, mm -hmm. I have a friend going through know, that right now. It just now. didn't seem. He's in the Air Force. Yeah, it's and crazy. He's like a career y yeah. airman. 
for that reason, yeah. hoping he's I mean, just that's been working on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hoping he get in the Space Force now. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably will be able to. I mean, that's, that's the good thing is I, I bet you he will be able to. But back then, um, when I graduated from high school, you know, that was... I won't say exactly, but in the 90s, <laughs> um, you know, you had to you had to go into the, the army or the Air Force or something and then do it that way. And then NASA started accepting classes of scientists. So that's kind of what opened my eyes, because since I wasn't going to go into the Air Force um, and I was really good at biology and chemistry, I decided to go down that road, mm -hmm. you know, and I got my degree in biology uh, and a minor in chemistry, and then I went on to get a master's in microbiology. Oh, and cool. from there, I did um, yeah, I did a lot of plant research and some drug discovery and um, some field research doing my master's. And then um, because I had always thought I would have a career in medicine, um, but I just didn't want to work on people, <laughs> veterinary medicine seemed to be the next logical step. And you know, who doesn't love animals? Yeah, and it, and of course it's not all just puppies and kittens. It's a lot of gross stuff, and it's a lot of hard stuff. But overall, um, it's a you know very fulfilling and satisfying um, career. But as I said um, last year, NASA had open calls for an astronaut candidate, and so um, I met the minimum requirements, and I said to my lovely wife, I'm going to try to do this. So. Yeah, I was going to ask that would that's that's actually like this this fantasy like uh, conversation my wife and I have like if we have a chance to go to space like we're going to do it, right? And then we talked about, well, would you go without me? And the longer we've been <laughs> together, the more we're like, okay, I'm probably not going to, but like but it'd be hard not to. Like we've talked about like if we could go do a slingshot around <laughs> Jupiter, like you'd have to do it. Yeah. You'd have to do it. <laughs> well, the good news for you and your wife is that you probably will be able to go to space. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the gateway um, that they're going to build. It's going to be the first low Earth orbiting space station for not just, you know, astronauts. It's going to be for scientists. It's going to be for tourists. Um, and it's going to be, you know, a stopping point um, to get to the moon and to get to other planets eventually. So... If you want to look up the gateway and do some research into that. That is what I'm going to um, do right when we're done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, Orbital Assembly Corporation is going to be building um, the, the massive structure that is gateway. Um, and I, I fully and wholeheartedly believe that this will be in operation within the next 10 years. So, oh. And that is their plan, I think, is maybe eight years. So. Okay. So you know how plans go. But so you're yeah, really so living up to your moniker right now in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, I don't, I mean, I don't, maybe you haven't been following me for too long, but um, I did go on an analog astronaut mission back in November, mm -hmm. um, a Mars simulation mission, and that was amazing. And I did some sound research there, and I um, recorded a bunch of cool field samples, field recordings. And we're, um, Trevarsi and I are making a sound pack right now, an analog Mars sound pack oh, cool. um, as we speak. And that will be released sometime in the next couple of weeks, probably. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know um, I was just thinking if you, oh, so if you end up becoming an astronaut, when you end up becoming an astronaut, right, we right. have to make history in doing the first podcast, like from Earth to a space station. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for sure. Um, so I'm going back. I just I just got confirmed that I'm going back on another analog mission. And um, this time it's going to be a lunar simulation mission. 
Uh, and it will be at the same place that I went before, the High Seas Habitat up in Hawaii on okay. the slopes of Mauna Loa Volcano. Whoa, that um, sounds yeah, awesome. It's, it's, it's great, yeah, you should, you should look, at, look it up. Um, they, they actually, t they, you know, it used to be that it was just STEM, right? So, you know, um, math and tech and all that, but they've added the A, so it's STEAM now, and that includes arts and music. And so um, they, want, they want astronauts and they want people that are um, not just scientists. They want artists, they want science communicators, they want musicians, okay, um, and people like that to I, pursue. I have a degree in anthropology. Maybe I could like shoehorn that into like making me more I, valuable. I'm I'm pretty sure you are. I think um, I'm, I'm helping run mission support right now for the current mission that's going on at High Seas. It's called uh, a Celine, Celine mission, Celine 3. And I'm pretty sure there's a, somebody who's an anthropologist on there right now. Okay. And they're trying to get into uh, doing science communication via SCICOM. Okay. Wow. This is so. awesome. I feel like we could talk about all of this stuff for another <laughs> couple hours. Um, I know. But I know you have a time restriction and... Um, did you set up a patch to walk us through? I did. Uh, you know, I've been working on something. I, I, I've been meaning to scale down my, my setup, and I have not accomplished that <laughs> at all yet. That's, I feel like that's the ongoing <laughs> mission or journey of, like, the synthesis. Once, once you're kind of, like, comfortable <laughs> in the format, you've kind of realized, like, I have too much stuff now, and I need yeah. to pare this down. But it's really hard to. It's very hard to, and I don't. I wouldn't even claim to be like super comfortable with any of this. Uh, again, I'm pretty, you know, new when it comes to. I, I think I build more synthesizers than actually like, know how <laughs> <laughs> to operate to their full, to their full capacity. But um, yeah, I mean, it, my main reason, I guess, is just because once we get to go out and about, it's just very fun to perform live and to yeah. be able to just move your stuff and not be fixed to this table <laughs> <laughs> yeah my whole goal of the last like nine months has been like just making one case work that i could power off of my my battery pack um to do a lot of like oh, remote yeah. performances and stuff um i'm just not that good yet i need all these modules to make it I, i'm not that good either i think the trick is usually <laughs> using uh lots of samplers because it's just hard to stretch that you know a small system out very far without some kind of pre pre-made as far as I'm concerned. Um, right. So what are you, what do you use for your sampler? Oh my gosh. Uh, so my base system is basically like an STS and then I've got a morphogene and I've got an R bar. Um, so I basically start with the STS and kind of record, I record live into morphogene like during the set and end up, I kind of pretty much do the same thing almost every patch, but because of the sample material I use switches that it, 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 um, it tends to like stay fresh and still right. it's kind of, I, I think I'm finding kind of like a, a nice lane. Um, and then just a lot of effects, um, to switch between. And I've got that cursible module, which kind of ah, can nice. deliver stuff to all sorts of places. So that's, that's my secret right now. Um, <laughs> and I want to talk about your synth, but I have one more thing that I want to say before I forget, because if you haven't heard of this, I think you'll think it's really cool. There is a scientist I'm blanking on her last name, but her name's Chloe. She's a microbiologist. Um, in Montreal, and she has a um, an Instagram account called Tardababe. Have you heard of this? Oh, I think I have actually. Uh, yeah, instead of Tardigrade, it's yeah. Tardababe. Yeah, I did. I looked her up. That's hilarious. I just <laughs> love it. And she actually submitted 
some of my music to her. She, she just takes submit submissions from synthesists and then puts them under these like really cool videos that she shoots of, you know, water bears and yeah, stenters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Super cool. I did see that. It's like pond life, uh, you know, mm -hmm. extreme. I love it. Yeah. I love her stuff. <laughs> so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll submit something to her. Um, so let's talk about your, it looks like I can't tell because of the angle and the, of the camera and stuff, but this looks like you might have, uh, like two or three or maybe even four, seven U cases or. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just have my IntelliGel and then I only have a few things from this tip top audio case. Okay. Um, which is, uh, it's cause I just didn't, like I said, I was meaning to scale this down, but then it's just so daunting to take things out and mm. to put things back in so and to hard. give things up. It's so hard. And then you just have to recreate your sound and. I don't know. I, I know some people just like patch from scratch at every jam session. But for me, um, you know, if I'm creating a sound and I guess or a song and I guess it's because I use a sequence. I use the eloquencer as okay. my sequencer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's not like you can just, you know, it's just a different way to sequence mm -hmm. or a different way to, you know, create a patch. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's more. Um, me controlling most things, mm -hmm. you know, except for the, of course, the, um, you know, variation and, you know, gate and sometimes pitch or um, triggering that I, I add into the eloquencer. So. Okay. So that's kind of the base of your patches. Yeah. Um, I would say, but then like I have, uh, I really, like I, I told you before, I, I love, um, I love my guitar mm -hmm. and I always want to bring that element into in my music and um, whether it's kind of ambient spacey stuff or whether it's like dance music. Mm -hmm. And so I, I built the merge, um, this merge pedal from adventure audio, um, as a DIY and that's my interface, um, into, I can plug my guitar into that. And then I have my guitar going from there into the morphogene. Okay. And so I'll, you know, put a sample or into there and then, or a couple splices and, um, and so I'll just, uh, I don't know, I have, I'm a little bit nervous to play live into there <laughs> with my guitar, but, uh, but I have done it before. But most of the time I'll just kind of make something small and then maybe I'll play over that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, you know, I just, I have an Erica Synth's bass drum. I, I like their bass drum and their bass line. Mm -hmm. I, I get a lot of use out of that. And then um, my oscillators, uh, another sound I feel like I'm sort of known for um, is my 2HP plug, which is so simple. <laughs> it's a good sounding but module. But it's so, it's just, uh, yeah, so I, I just run it through a reverb, and I think I have it going through my maths. Um, sometimes I run it through this Empress FX echo pedal, echo system, because okay. I love that pedal. Yeah, and like you, I love so great. Yeah, I love guitar pedals, too, so um, I've only ever built one. It didn't really turn out that great, but... <laughs> Yeah, I've got the the reverb that I really like. Oh yeah, we yeah we have that one too. I love that one. In fact, and that's how we processed um, some of my uh, analog Mars uh, field recordings was um, going through the reverb, among other things. I won't give away all of our secrets, but <laughs> yes, we do love Empress Effects. Mm -hmm. um, so shout out to those guys. And um, then. Yeah, so my pluck, you know, my, my folksy whatever background, I just feel like I have to have that pluck somewhere in my <laughs> set. Um, and then I just started working um, with the Mimetic Digitalis. Um, I haven't really, you know, Shonda's a huge uh, noise engineering fan, and I love their stuff. I just, it's not really fit with my sound very much, but um, I'm starting to explore some of their modules. And so I'm using the Mimetic um, 
to trigger my bell. I actually have a 2 HP bell. Okay. Um, and That's a gate when, sequencer, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you can use, a, you, I think, yeah, it is. But I think you can use other, use it for other, you know, triggering other things. But I just, I'm very new at it. I just put it into this case. And then, um, what else do I got going on? I, I love this XOX heart. You'll hear that maybe in this patch. Um, I've got it going through my um, sister's filter. Uh, and then I use the Bifaco Hex Mix for everything, mixing it in. Um, I have a lot of, you know, other, vo um, you know, voices coming out, uh, you know, maybe two voices or two lines coming out of the same oscillator. So um, I have another mixer in here, um, which is uh, my Roland 531. And it's, oh, I like yeah. it because it has little faders and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, I, it was the first mixer I had, and I'm sort of just... I like it. I know I need to get rid of it because it's taking up too much it's, room. It's enormous. I thought about picking it up. Um, does it have auxiliary sends on it or one auxiliary send? Yeah, it has one. Okay. Yeah. I feel like at that size, just put two of them, put two of them on there. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I, like I said, I'm still trying to figure it all out. But yeah. Um, I feel like that's just like, I, I was getting really into pedals. This is way before modular. This was like 10 years ago. And I had my guru basically was the guy at the, the little guitar shop in my town. And, and I was just always in there and I, and I kind of expressed frustration one day, like, man, I just want to find, I just want to find my, my sound. I just want to, you know, I, I, and he was like, yeah, but if once you do that, then you're done. And yeah. You know, so, so you I, always sound like that forever. Yeah, and he's like, it's and and he that was really stuck with me, and and I think it's especially true in modular. It's just like, I don't I don't know if I, I don't think I want to figure it out. Like I I've always I'm always scheming on my new thing. Like for the last few months, it's been oh I'm a, I'm I'm a sampler guy, but like <laughs> a year ago. If you would have told me that, I'd be like, no, I don't, I'm never going to use samplers. You know, yeah, like no, I'm always... I, I hear you. It's, it's evolving. I feel like that too. I've never used any samples. And then I got that bit box, which mm -hmm. um, I, I haven't used too much um, for this patch, but I think uh, maybe I have it patched up for one little sound effect. But um, I love using that thing. I, mm -hmm. I put, um, we did the launch, the um, Dr Crew Dragon launch back in May. Shonda recorded all that for me and I loaded all those samples in there and um, my Mars samples I'm going to load in there, and it's it's just a really convenient way to store your samples and to play them. Uh, you so, have the, mic and the micro or the... Um, yeah, we, well, right now I just have this, uh, the original one, but yeah, we do have the micro. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, that seems... Which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it into because the bit box is too big, so I need <laughs> the micro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The micro was... I had it for a little bit. The only thing I didn't like about it is I couldn't figure... I wanted to load samples onto it rather than record them onto it, and I just... It, I couldn't figure that out, so. Um, oh yeah, I think you can load them onto the. I would be a, I would card. be amazed if you couldn't. But I'd actually thought I was gonna use it as my main sampler, but I just I just love the STS so much, and I I I've got to know it so well. So. Yeah, I know. I think that's what it is. It's like whatever works best in your hands or mm -hmm. in your rack is what you should use. You know, I think we've yeah. tried several of several samplers, but. I don't know. Yeah. So what, uh, I mean, you, you expressed a little bit about pluck being this way possibly, but is there anything that like throughout your whole journey has just like been a, like a, that's never, like you feel like it's never going to leave and it hasn't, it's kind of been in there for a long time. And it mm, I really like this XOX heart. 
Okay. Uh, and I really, I mean, I, I feel like I'll never get rid of this morphogene now that it's made it into my yeah, case. Yeah, morphogene. So yeah. I, can, I, I feel like there's so it. many um, possibilities for that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love sampling into it. And I, I've only ever recorded into it, I mean, I guess, or with a guitar. I've never tried to, I mean, I'd like to use my voice. I'd like to try all kinds of things with it. I also do have a very busy work schedule, and between that and these missions, um, making up making music is it's hard. It's hard to find enough time to explore and be creative like you'd like to. Yeah, well, I appreciate you finding the time for this. Um, oh, I'm happy to. Yeah, I'd love to. So, so do you want to maybe walk us through this, like piece by piece, or however you'd like, just to kind of give us a. I'd like to just kind of get a peer into your process, your thought process about approaching the the modular. Yeah, yeah. Are we, uh, am I playing this for you? Or I guess I wasn't sure how we were doing this. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to bring certain parts up in the mix and say, hey, so this is that and this is this, and then maybe at the end um, you can do a little performance of it. That would be, that would be pretty cool if you're up for that. Okay, okay. That was the bit box. Here's <laughs> <laughs> to throw some spacey samples in there. Okay, so... Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I, how I was planning on starting this patch was um, I, I just put a little, a little guitar riff into the morphogene, um, and I was going to just come in with that. Um, like I said, I, I built that merge um, module. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but from uh, Adventure, I think it's Electronics or Audio. Adventure, Adventure. Audio. Yeah. There's, there's two companies, and I always get confused. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's Adventure Audio and there's Adventure Electronics. But, oh, I'd never heard of um, Adventure Electronics. Yeah, yeah, I know, but neither had I. <laughs> um, but so um, this merge module, I'm just going um, you know, into the input and then out um, into the, to the morphogene. And then um, out of the morphogene, I'm going just, it's a direct line. I... I normally will use um, some filters or some other things, but I just kind of threw this together <laughs> last night. Um, so, um, so that's that's where I was going to start, and then I've got um, I actually have that XOX heart running through the uh, sisters, and then making that little kind of bassy sounding. So the heart is a voice. Is it a VCO or? It is. Yeah, it's a voice. It's like um. It's like the uh, like a 303 kind of. It makes okay. like an acidy sound. Okay. Yeah. So I can make it sound like very. And then. Coming in with the morphogene, and then my little. Favorite little 2HP pluck, which I've got. I'm just running through a delay and a and the maths. You're running it through maths. Yeah. So I can get a little distortion on it too. Okay. Oh, we like through cha like channel two or three or something. Channel four. Okay. That sounds cool. And then, I'm oh, sorry. The guitar. So, do you did you play like a guitar line and then splice it up manually in Morphogene and now triggering it different ways or? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm only triggering that one right now. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so cool. So yeah, normally I'll just come in like really slow with some of this stuff. And I don't know. I, I started out by making um, just dance music, you know, that was just easiest, like four to the floor stuff, and mm -hmm. I didn't know how to control some of these modules, but um, now doing, after I did that um, Colorado Modular Synth Society's October Skies, that space, mm -hmm. um, the space series that they had, oh, it, was, it was really fun to challenge myself to just make a, like an ambient set, um, because I just haven't done that before. I found that was, that's what I wanted to do originally with modular and found that it was the hardest thing. I thought it would be so much easier, but I think I mean, ambient drones, is really hard. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, it's easy to make drones, but it's hard to make those sound good mm -hmm. or to do anything with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So. To make, that was my hard thing. I could make something that sounded cool for 20 seconds, but then my whole system was patched and <laughs> I love this though. This sounds so cool. Yeah, just typically we'll start slowly and then and then I'll bring down the reverb and delay on this two HP flex so you can actually hear it firing. How much do you hate tuning everything? I hate tuning everything. <laughs> Me too. And then I have to tune my guitar. Um, I don't know. Shonda has these great tuners and I'm like, I mean, because she's a true musician and I'm just like I do this for fun and I taught myself how to play guitar um, by ear and I cannot read music like she can so uh, you know my tuning is either like plug in a tuner or do it by ear and hopefully it sounds good that's how yeah it sounds like you and I are really similar in that regard I started with <laughs> guitar I'm not trained at all I can't read music but I think that's the wonderful thing. So y'all come in. This is the little Dixie, um, the IntelliGel Dixie oh, voice. Oh, solid oscillator. Yeah, that's a great oscillator. Uh, uh, and going through the little ADSR VCA from WMD. Um, and I have it set really high, so it'll sound spacey. And then normally, if I'm trying to keep the energy up, I'll just drop that kick drum in a minute, <laughs> which I love doing because I just, I like I said, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, and I grew up dancing, and I love dancing, and um, as much as I love making little ditties and ambient music like this and little jams, um, I just love making music that you can dance to as well. I'm totally with you. And there's something about being able to drop a floor on the floor, floor on the floor, like kick snare behind something like this after a few minutes, just as like kind of a curveball. I just, yeah. I, I love that. So probably just bring up that. So what's that faster oscillator, that, that that droning note? Is that the pluck? That's that pluck. Okay. Which normally, I, I, normally I do sequence a lot of different uh, 
pitches on this. I, I, I actually have never done a piece that I just left it at the same note, uh -huh. but I just, I don't know. It sounds yeah, really cool. So it's you're like opening it, it up. Like you're, that's one of the things you're manually adjusting the most right now. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. cool, cool. I'm manually opening up. I don't know, yeah, that's just the thing I love about, uh, about, um, about modular is that you can just do so many different things with it. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, that you give this, you know, same 10, or you give 10 people the same case and it's just gonna sound, you know, beautiful and different for everyone. Totally, yeah. Yeah, actually I just had um, Daedalus on and um, oh, yeah. we have almost, we have a ridiculously similar setup. Um, oh, do you? But we make ridiculously <laughs> different sounding music. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I know. I love that. I love that. And we'll just drop a little. just stuck this oscillator in my case right now uh, or yeah, it's like a couple days ago it's the zero point oscillator oh okay Sean that's did, the ssf yeah. is that right yes ssf and i've got that running through um uh running through the mass and running through just for the attenuverters the and then running out through the S empress effects echo pedal so okay that's what i have going through this pedal right now and then i have um also coming out of the b side of that um Nice. So you can just mess around with that. It's fun. I just, I literally just stuck this module in, and learning it. It's, it's fun. I feel like I have too many voices, but I don't care. All I think it's, you're like, this is, I don't know. I really like this, this structure of this. It's, it seems like a really, like a really cool patched ring to a live performance situation. Like a lot of variation. You can, like that first droning bit I could listen to for. Yeah, yeah, I know, and you can just bring in all these little elements. I know that's why it's so hard to scale down your case. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, the samples, the, I, I'm gonna do it. So I'm curious because I'm, I'm actually like seeing a lot of. I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in, in, in approaching, like how how we approach our like a piece. I'm curious, like what do you? What's like the arc of of this? So this is the middle part, right? Is this kind of what you see as the middle, or is this like the climax thing? Like how do you see like bringing in the beat and everything? Uh, I mean, it just depends on the piece, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that yeah, it would be just like any song structure. I think like any kind of dance song, you would bring in the you know the kick and then the snares and hi-hats and claps and whatever and then you just peel those layers away um, as the song is winding down yeah so like slowly build it out of all these pieces and let these pieces all kind of hang out together as one yeah. and then I do the same thing I love that I love that yeah. I love listening to that kind of music and I love making that kind of music yeah I mean, it's the only way I know how to do it just because <laughs> I, I'm not that good at generative patches and I'm not that good at, at um, you know I just I guess a good thing about this is that I have so much more to learn and it's very exciting and I, I just look forward to being able to um, 
kind of explore more with the modules that I have and play um, just different sounding music. Um, not only do I love dance music and I love um, the ambient music, but I also love hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see about doing a little mod bap too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have messed around with that, but you know, there's only so many hours in the day. So. Right. So that's about it for my patch. Okay, sweet. <laughs> do you want to maybe um, kind of play it as you would see it as kind of like a, imagine it as a track on an album and kind of just vamp on it for a minute? Yeah, let's do that. Should I start over then? Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you don't okay, mind. Okay. You could also yeah. do this later if you if you wanted to get going. You could track this later and send it, and I could I could plug yeah. it in at the end. I'd be happy. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, because I don't want to take up too much of your time on on uh, Travarsi's birthday, and we're, we're <laughs> at forty five minutes, which I think is a pretty good runtime. Okay. But before okay. we go, where where do you want people to where where do we send people to to find all things Space Racer? What would you like to point? <laughs> what would you like to shout from the modular mountaintops? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't got a lot out there. But if you want to follow my space and module journey, and modular journey, you can um, just follow me on Instagram. It's space underscore racer underscore. Um, I do have a few things out on SoundCloud, but not much. Um, so I guess IG is the best place to, to follow my, my journey. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to be following very closely because <laughs> I want to see... Um, I want to see your journey as an astronaut. I'm really excited. And I, I, I want to talk about that so much more. So we should probably do this again when it's not Travarsi's birthday. And probably. I can just We can just have a regular old Zoom chat and we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be super And like fun. I said, um, after we get off of this call, go look up the gateway. I will. I will, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. It was an honor to be here. All right, let's listen to Brandy's patch in full.
as I like to say, that track ripped. Thank you so much, Brandy, for coming on the show. Don't forget to check out all things Space Racer and SoCal Synth Society, all sorts of links in the show description. Also, thank you to the sponsors, Patchworks, Needham Woodworks, Afterlater Audio, Warring Electronics. Go check out the Parallax. It is so fun. The more I'm using it, the more I'm like, okay, this thing is special. This is not your average filter. Once again, thank you to everybody who supports Podular Modcast on Patreon. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Until next week.